It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Man Up Show is sponsored by Delgado Productions on AM870, The Answer. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up, heard each and every Saturday evening at 8, where hosts Antonio Delgado, Carl Kozlowski, and Ron Pearson, along with their guests, take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now, your hosts, Antonio, Carl, and Ron. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to another edition of Man Up, coming to you from the luxurious studios of KRLA AM870, The Answer. In Los Angeles, and as always, I'm one of your hosts, Carl Kozlowski, and with me are... Yo, yo, Antonio, the degenerate Delgado, out of house arrest. Wow. <laughs> and Ronald, the mirthful married man, Pearson, and Carl left out his nickname today. Because it's changing. From... I don't know, I was the girth, but now I've officially lost over 30 pounds on Come Weight Watchers. Wow. I pulled off an amazing feat. Hold I was up. at 24.8 pounds down. I don't know how it happened because I ate like a horse all week, but I lost 7.2 pounds, thus breaking the barrier of getting my chips for both 25 pounds and 30 pounds. Come That's on, great. Carl. In one swoop. That's you awesome. ate like a horse, so apparently oats is on the meal tonight. <laughs> he used to eat for like two horses before. Yeah. I don't know what animal I just did. I was trying to do a horse, and I want to sound like a... Honestly, Carl, for everybody listening in at home and in their cars, what... What's what's different? Well, how are you doing? Well, this? I'm able to fit this shirt, but if people can see, I it, haven't seen you wear that in a while. Yes, right? I know, yes. right? I bought this crazy Western shirt. Well, there's a picture <laughs> after the show uh, as a joke back in March. I could barely fit it, and then now uh, this morning I realized, oh, I'm out of my normal clothes for laundry, and then I thought, oh, let's see if this fits, and it does. Nice, Carl. Dude. Do you realize three? I've lost ten percent of my body weight. Ten percent? Yeah. Is that all? Maybe more. Okay. I, was, I started at 327 and oh, down 322 pounds. There you go. You're That's in the 200s. 200%. Yeah. You're in the 200s. Can you believe wow. it? And Carl's only four foot two, so that is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, um, honestly, that's honestly three bowling balls you've been carrying around, or four babies. Yes, yes. Are you like bouncing? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of. There was Octo Mom. I'm Quadro Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Very painful. <laughs> Wait, how honestly, did you lose these pounds? <laughs> you, so tell everyone how you're doing it because I don't even know. I don't know. I've lost no, the tumor. No, you're going to. No, I. Um, Basically, just you changing. go to Weight Watchers. Yeah, I go to Weight Watchers every Saturday. But no, but I I go there, and basically, it's the uh, shame factor of a lot of girls in the room, it. and you're the only guy. Well, no, <laughs> no, there's a couple other guys. There's some dude. His name is like uh, don't say his name. It's supposed to be anonymous. It. And he sits and looks depressed in the back row every week. Like like he looks like he just he, no joy in his life whatsoever. And then out of nowhere, and I'm like, what's this guy's deal? He's not that fat. And then they announced two weeks ago, they're like, you lost a hundred pounds, and the whole place goes crazy. And the and the teacher, the lecturer, starts runs up and gives him a hug, and the dude still just looks like he wants to die the whole time. I'm like, really? 
So I don't know, but I'm happy at 25. Imagine how happy I'll be, or the 25 30, now 32. 30. So it's yeah. like, imagine I just mean like a quarter of the way to where he is. I'm like a third now. Carl, so if you get to 100 pounds like he did, I could fit in this room right now. That would be <laughs> awesome. I'm swimming in these jeans. It's, it's like I, swear. I am. It's like I'm, these are size 42, and I have them hiked up over my belly button even because I I was pulling my belt so tight to stay on that, that it broke yesterday. The girth, yeah, <laughs> the girth. What are we gonna give? We got to give him a new nickname. Uh, I know. We'll, we'll I'm think the about it when you lose. If another... I'm the mirth, he's the girth. Then we have to go to the the virgin. The what? The virgin. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, looking forward to keep losing. That's all I got to say. But Carl, uh, honestly, proud of you as a friend, and you are my friend. I'm really proud of you. So thank no, you. No, that's Way really impressive, okay. Carl. Thank you. No joke. Okay. And I'm worried about your health, to be honest. <laughs> I Have lost you picked up drugs? Uh, is, he do, is he on drugs? Just to make sure he's not losing the waste that way. Oh, oh right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing nothing like a little meth. <laughs> I don't know, but I got wasted at the ball game on Saturday night. We all would check. Okay, so Man Up Crew, we I, I I go to all the Charger games, so I took the Man Up Crew to my four seats this Thanks, year. Thanks, Ron. And we had a blast. Honestly, go Chargers. Love the Chargers. Love the Rams, too, but the Chargers are my team for sure. And it is so fun to go. Um, tailgate. Carl showed up because it's free food. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Was it good? It How was, was good. my it was carne asada? It was tacos. amazing. It was huh? amazing. Huh? Yeah, I made three giant uh, soft tacos. Yes, Ron. The way you look at Carl when you say, "How's my carne asada?" Honestly, <laughs> it <made me> uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as a guy who's going to sit behind the grill and and work it and. You know, you have no idea how much was prep working. it takes to get a tailgate together. Yeah. So I worked for three or four hours getting the whole tailgate together, maybe five hours. Wow. With loading everything and chopping and making sure everything's, you know, ready, prepared for the thing. So you just want people to appreciate it because yeah. it's, it's a lot of work. But it it's, was fun. It's though, worth it. Yeah. 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 And then, and then and I heard by the way, Andres is in the room and he tailgated with us. Andres, as a Hispanic... How was my carne asada? It passes. It passes. I got it passes. Is that it? Oh my gosh! That's the last game you're coming to. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly good for a gringo. Yeah. But we had a. Uh, uh, but boy, there was a lot of drinking. I hardly ever drink, but I just was in the mode of like, you know, when in Rome, why not? And so I had like some modelos, and then I had. Um, uh, shots. You were making these yes. vodka crayons. Yes. I had two or three of those. Yes. And then we get into the game. I thought we were going to be done because we're drinking in the parking lot. No, Ron. First thing, like, oh, well, we got to find some beer. I'm like, really? I think we just found some. Andres, like what's the name of that drink? That Michelada, we got? man. Michelada. Oh my That's god. That's the weirdest drink. Have you ever had a Michelada? It's the horrible. Weird. <laughs> I mean, it was it was powerful. It was this giant glass. I don't know how much were those things. It was giant. I don't know. But it was a I huge amount it. of beer. Wouldn't it be nice if you knew how? much it was cost. <laughs> that's why i'm asking <laughs> it was a, 
There was a what giant amount of Modelo. Holy cow. And then uh, there was then there was like Clamato put in. And then they put dropped in jalapenos, which I didn't expect. So, and then it was like this white and brown salt, a reddish salt at the top. And so it was just this nasty combination of salty and sour and everything. And then the hot. And so I take a big swig, and it was all I could do to keep from gagging. But I drank the whole thing, and but, then I passed out for the second quarter. Uh, yes, you did. And the guy behind us goes, "Hey, look at this guy over here," and he's mocking you. And I didn't look at him in the face, but I said, "Hey, why don't you be quiet?" That's my friend, and Aww. he and he has narcolepsy, and uh, I made him shut up. But I thought we were going to get in a fight for a minute. So, so Carl, I show Over the up. Girth. I show up like during the halftime, and the first thing Ron tells me when I when I <laughs> says, "Hey, Antonio, uh, if I get in a fight, are you going to back me up?" <laughs> True story. <laughs> oh man, just defending you at all. Thank you. Just, uh, by the way, if you're very chivalrous, you, Ron. Chivalrous. His arm would hit you in the stomach and then bounce right out. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But I think it's, I think we should get to the news, guys. Let's so do it. Let's do it. How about it? And now the news, curated by news director Angel Mancini, and our lead story. Yeah. And now the lead story. Okay, so this week, a shocking report came from CNBC about how cyborgs are predicted to replace humans and remake the world. That's going to happen. According to a 100-year-old scientist named James Lovelock, for all we know, he could be totally senile, but he's predicting that a new age of, of life on Earth is upon us called the Novocene, which is literally the new, new age. And the idea is that uh, cyborgs and artificial intelligence are about to surpass human capabilities so much that we'll be, except he doesn't think there's anything bad about this. Other scientists think this could be dangerous. They'll turn on us like the Terminator movies. He's saying, oh no, they'll be benevolent. They'll be like we, the way we treat plants will be the plants to them. And they'll help figure out all our climate change problems, things like that. So what say you guys? Do you think this is really going to happen? I, I th you know what? I think one day in the future, uh, these cyborgs are going to check all the media that exists on the internet. So for the record, I, for one, welcome our new cyborg overload. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Eliminate fake news. <laughs> yeah. So they can't get away with any please, of the lies. Please, I will be uh, an obedient pet. <laughs> I, I just want to know how we get how we got to be so stupid in the first place that we allow these things to happen. I mean, it's like, you know, robots mechanize say auto auto plants, and we found a way to make it work mostly, but we did lose a lot of jobs. But now we're getting to the point where. It's like robots and artificial intelligence are in danger of taking over everything. Not true. No? No. They, they just said, oh, every car is going to be automized. So then Uber's gone. Uh, truck drivers are gone. All that's yeah, gone. That's what, well, guess yeah. what? Antonio's a lawyer. You know why that's not going to happen. Because as soon as there's one lawsuit against the person who made it because of somebody that died but getting hit automated by vehicle, automated yeah. vehicle, it's all over. So... That ain't going to happen. You no, can't. I will send my cyborg lawyer to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we know you have the uh, cyborg love dolls. Uh, (laughs) I I show them to you? Antonio Degenerate, yes. Hey, I would like to be George Jetson. I would like to take a pill for lunch, have a robot made with an apron on, and an outdoor treadmill to exercise my dog. That's the future I Yeah, sure. (laughs) Ron, you've got the money to pull it off. You can do that now, Ron. some truth to that. You can do that now. Hey, here's the funny thing about what this guy says. First of all, he what is his job? Uh, well, he's a re- he's a like a, a scientist who refuses. So to a retired retire. professor, basically. Hundred years old. You he's know? a professor. Yeah. yeah, he's a professor. What, what does right. that tell you I, about I, what our colleges are learning? Hey, let's give some. You know, let's give two guys fifty grand a year and uh, to go ahead and uh, you know smoke pot and figure out something that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's basically what's going to happen. Here's where the wheels come off the cart for me. He says. Uh, he was talking about in the future. For example, they might replace carbon-based life with silicon equivalents. Provolactic, provolactic, prophylactic? No. <laughs> Photovoltaic. <laughs> Photovoltaic. Okay, thank you, Carl, Jeez. said the guy from Said TCU. the English major. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Say it again. Photovoltaic. Plants that generate electricity or tr- – this is where the – Wheels came off for me. Uh-huh. Or trees that bear batteries instead I know, isn't of that fruit. Weird? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. Like, who's going to come up with that's insanity? It yeah. makes no sense. A little bit crazy. Well, there's this other idea that's been floating around for a while. And they mentioned it offhand in here. Another scientist named Ray Kurzweil. He, I think this is totally nuts. He wants humans and AI. To interact together, like basically our heads will be on robot <laughs> Antonio bodies. already does interacts with you. Well, yeah. <laughs> with what? With robot uh, bodies. Yeah. Because he has to. But... Uh, <laughs> No, but anyways, but I don't think that I don't think that's going to happen either. I think these guys are going to. Jeez, Ron's like tap banging his foot. I'm sorry, like, it's like very funny. Proverbial horse counting off things. No, but um, anyway, I, I, I don't think it'll happen either. I think it's too too uh, too crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know, there's there's a uh, there's studies that show that attorneys going to replace are going to get replaced by AI too. So that's is that why, true. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, God, it is. It's actually a, that's. Well, Honestly, no, that's not a good idea. AI is so manipulative. I mean, yeah. you can, whoever controls it can manipulate it to whatever they want. Yeah, it's sure. not a it's not a reason. Well, speaking of manipulating technology for uh, for what they want, <laughs> it's time for lead story two, electric. Woo! Lead right. story two, electric boogaloo. Okay, so get this. This is this is incredible. <laughs> so there's these two NASA astronauts, women. That are married to each other, and they're separating. They're, they've been having a fight, they're, and they're also and uh, they fighting over child custody. Yeah. So one of them has been on the Earth, or she's a former Air Force intelligence officer living in Kansas, while her spouse is up in space on the International Space Station. The one on Earth, whose name is Summer, she starts noticing that something's up with the bank accounts, and uh, the, the, the you know she's being monitored. Things are missing sometimes. And so she figures out, this is incredible. <laughs> if you think you've had a bad, uh, untrustworthy spouse at some point, some of you, look, get a load of this. She figured out that her spouse on the International Space Station had accessed the bank account from space and was using space computers in the hopes that nobody would ever figure, out, figure it out on Earth. 
And uh, so anyway, so now they're um, being charged with the first identity crime to take place in space. Wow. I mean, it sounds like a sci-fi movie, but... Uh, sounds like a comedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow, relationships Man. are hard, but wow. How far do I have to get away from my spouse before you're not able to hurt me anymore? <laughs> I mean, they actually, How about I leave you in the... Leave the planet! Not far enough! <laughs> well, it's funny how we've come from Jackie Gleason as Ralph Cramden on The Honeymooners going, To the moon, Alice! <laughs> Even that's not good enough. You gotta go further now. I know she was asked for a statement. She said, well, she's a great girl, except she always has to change the atmosphere. <laughs> Come on, people. Atmosphere. <laughs> Would you stay with me here? <laughs> Photovoltaic prophylactics. Um, so uh, then they said that they they also uh, specifically mentioned she was getting threatening emails from orbit i love the phrasing can you imagine being the writer of this and you're going this has to be made up yeah but what can she threaten you with if she's in space i know come get me beyond you know is she I'll gonna sprinkle you yeah. <laughs> yeah with raindrops if so you know what i you're mean. a lawyer you're a lawyer so this who? is what gets me who told you that antonio we know you're a lawyer antonio what? is a hispanic from los angeles who is an Im immigration lawyer you do the math, people at home, but <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, well, I don't know either, but you do the math. <laughs> but honestly, you're very successful. You have multiple offices. You've built a big career. You're doing great. My question to you is, and it's a legal question, who is subject to the law? Because I've worked on cruise ships, and I know like you can't gamble in U.S. waters. The second you get in international waters, I can go down to the casino and gamble on the cruise ship. Yeah. What? Who owns the air? Uh, that's you know what I like. You said I do immigration, and I, at, from this point, well, you know borders. No, one, no one's <laughs> no one's immigrated from space before. So. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That's good, right? <laughs> but you know what? I would I would challenge jurisdiction. I'd be like, hey, you 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 still got a server? No, you got a server documents in space, yes, right? So <laughs> you're gonna get served. <laughs> Sheriff's department. <clears throat> I've had the sheriff's department show up at my door a few times, to be honest, <laughs> and they always come at like four in the morning. Yeah. Like you're going, who's banging on my door? And you go down. Oh, and this is not good. <laughs> I can see, like, in the Jetsons now, a sheriff with the little dome over his head, just like in the Jetsons, knocking on a space station. Bum, 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 served. I want to know what's going on with... Okay, do, do you guys remember? I meant to pull this up, and I forgot to pull the exact story. But a few years back, there was this woman astronaut who was having an affair with a ma married mailman astronaut. Yes. Male astronaut. Yes. And then she was so crazy to try and get back and confront him about... I want to have you, not your wife, that she actually put on, like, Depends undergarments yeah. and drove and across drove. the country. There, there was a movie about that, no? I don't know. Probably on Lifetime. I don't think the movie <laughs> you know, television for women. No, but, but, it was like, but it was like a full soaked, like, like yeah. vat of, of urine of, in her Depends all the way from Houston to Florida to catch this guy. And they wound up arresting her. And she had all these horrible weapons in her car. She was ready to really That's honestly really crazy when you go, I can't stop for three minutes at a time to relieve my bladder. <laughs> I mean, this extra six minutes on the 
15-hour drive will make a difference. So, you know, it's already people used to joke about women and driving, and it's like now we got women in space that are going nuts. <laughs> I mean, even worse. Careful, no, Carl. Careful. I, I, I didn't know there was so much drama in, this, in NASA. Dude, honestly, I think I'm going to see the <laughs> Oh my God! Are you kidding? English, me? English, <laughs> Antonio. English, por favor, por favor. Muy bien, Antonio. Bienvenidos, Muy bien. de America. Okay. I guess I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, do you have a Telenovelas point? <laughs> about women in space. I can imagine That's the Spanish days. Telenovela. About, yeah, about women in space. That's funny. Slapping each other. Oh. No. That's a good idea. Yeah, they we slap each that. other. Let's they, make that show. They slap yeah. each other, then the zero gravity produces some amazing <laughs> stunt work. Okay, so anything else, guys, or should we move on to Let's our move uh, on to next? All right, so uh, our hero of the week. Man up, welcomes hero of the week. Here I come to save the day. Okay, well, in Kansas City, uh, there's a tattoo shop where uh, they're doing more than one kind of ink work. They're not only doing tattoos, they're, co- they're convincing their customers to donate school supplies and passing them on to kids in need across Kansas City. And they call it the Goodfellas Tattoo Shop. And um, so, you know. This is our hero of the yeah, week. Yeah, it is. So they're raising funds. And they're giving cheaper tattoos. So people, if you bring school supplies, we'll give you a cheaper tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. They're helping kids in the schools. I love that. Honestly, they should just offer each kid a free tattoo of the SAT answers for free. <laughs> you get the Pythagorean theory on this arm, isosceles triangle on this arm, oh, all free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, well, that that would be instant cheating, though, you know, because it just look like, what's the answer? That's on my arm. Yeah, you but, just uh, got what I gave that away. Oh, for, okay. Carl. Sorry. Okay. Oops. <laughs> just to be honest, that shows, honestly, Carl, you're my friend. And I tell people when people ask me about you, I go, he's honestly one of the most sincere guys I know. He's very honest. He's very, I'm not joking. Carl. I'm waiting for something horrible. No, there's no joke here. Oh, okay. And the fact that you didn't even get my joke that I was, they were going to use it for cheating. And you go, but they could use it for cheating. And I go, that's the Carl. I know. <laughs> that's not sincere. Right that's just me. slow. Honestly, no, yeah. it's not slow. It's honestly, you have a pure heart. You're and, a Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid I may not be a smart man, nose. but I do know what love is, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Yeah. Stupid is a stupid dog. Oh okay. But honestly, yeah. as an honest man to man, you're a pure heart, and that's very rare, and it's one of the reasons why I admire you, and I've told Aww. several people that. I kid okay, you not. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, Way well, to go, just tell a woman that. Wait so you stick me. around longer. Okay. Oh! Oh! Uh, oh! Ron just violated. So, um, anyways, okay, so we're going to move on to our bonehead of the week, which is Ron. (laughs) Right about now. Uh, Golly. Okay, so um, there was a man who, uh, this is a good, speaking of good friends, there was a dude named Cato Larson who, uh, he lives in Norway, and this dude. 20 years old. You're going to love this. He was 20 years old, and one of his friends. What does a fox say? (laughs) I know what Rod says, but we're not going to repeat it. Um, So, anyway, so this 20 year old, his friend. Inside joke, people. Dropped an iPhone into a public toilet. What? 
a pit of... He dropped an iPhone into a public toilet? Into a pit of poop, yes. A vat of vermin or whatever. <laughs> and so the dude climbed in oh, to go get the phone for his the friend. The guy who lost it? No, no. He did it for his friend. He oh, went in to help his friend. No that's way. That's a friend. No. Yeah. <laughs> you guys then, are both my that, friends. I would never do that for say, either of you. Maybe that's the hero of <laughs> the week. And then he got <laughs> stuck in there. Exactly. And they got, it took hours to get him back out. He had to sit in that. I, I don't know how he's alive. I mean, the germs. My God. Oh, my gosh. That's a friend. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, well, honestly, either who would he's you a do friend that for? or he's the one kid in the group trying to fit into the group. Yeah. They go, hey, you go in, man. <laughs> I mean, I would say, dude, I'll buy you a new phone instead oh. of doing that. <laughs> he said the toilet is only emptied once per year, they said. Oh. And in addition to human waste, there were animals crawling on him in there. Can you imagine? Oh. And biting him, it says. Biting oh, him. he was disinfecting. What animals live in that? That <laughs> Carl. Oh, <laughs> treated for bruising on his arms. He also says he received some animal bites. Turns out they were all lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we're gonna head to our uh, break in a second here. Uh, but uh, before that, I want to give a shout out to our media sponsor, Pasadena Weekly. Yay! Yeah, yeah. This week it's uh, the Fall Arts Preview, so it's an extra big issue packed with all the fun stuff to do this fall in the San Gabriel Valley area. And also uh, this week, I reviewed uh ready or not a comedy horror film that uh not perfect but it's pretty good if you like gross disgusting horror things but well we like the story about the guy that crawled into the toilet (laughs) oh and also we need to uh have everybody look for us on our instagram facebook and twitter man up Uh, show yeah it's not that hard to find man up show on facebook and then on Instagram, I believe it's just straight up man up, right? Yep, yep. exactly. And don't and forget then, to comment, too. If yes. you comment, we're going to give out four tickets to the, to the Ice House in Pasadena to our favorite comment of the week. So Absolutely. comment, comment, comment. Yes. And when we're back, we're heading to break. When we come back, we're going to have Tony-nominated singer-actor Michael Cavanaugh from oh the hit go- Broadway right. show Moving Out. So talented. Yeah. Woo-hoo! This is going to be fun. Love it. Hey, this is Antonio Delgado, host of Man Up. You hear me give funny and serious opinions on some of the biggest issues facing man today through my law offices in Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Orange County, and Houston. I man up for you to help you and your family at the most difficult times of your life. So if you want a caring and compassionate fighter for your rights to a great life in America, call me. 213-266-7900 and I'll be there for you. That's 213-266-7900. Political advertisers will have to jump through some additional hoops before their ads run on Facebook from now on. The story from Alicia Z. As the 2020 election cycle kicks into high gear, there will be a stricter verification process requiring advertisers to prove that they're registered with the U.S. government. This will mean submitting proof like an employer ID number, a federal election commission ID number, or a government website domain. Facebook's Katie Harbath says, We truly understand the importance of protecting elections and have been working for quite some time to bring greater transparency and authenticity to ads about social issues, elections, and politics. Meanwhile, San Francisco hoping to make its streets cleaner with some smart trash cans taking delivery of 80 big belly garbage bins at a cost of $4,000 each. The bins contain solar-powered automatic trash compactor and even 
radio when they need to be emptied. While the trash receptacles are new to San Francisco, Detroit has had those big belly trash cans since 2003. I'm Larry Marino in the Answer Newsroom. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-400-3816. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-400-3816. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-400-3816. 1-800-400-3816. Attention. If you're in debt to the IRS and frustrated with your options, for a limited time, you can call and quickly check your eligibility for the Fresh Start programs offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problem. Through this special toll-free hotline number, you can find out in minutes if you qualify for these powerful new debt reduction programs green-lighted by the IRS for 2019. If you have unfiled tax returns, under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or just want to know your options, business or personal, Republic Tax Relief's A-plus rated tax relief system has helped thousands stop IRS collections immediately and saved millions in tax debt. These relief programs will not last forever. Call their hotline number now, 800-639-7870. That's 800-639-7870. Check your eligibility for tax debt savings today. Call 800-639-7870. That's 800-639-7870. Politics doesn't take the weekend off, and neither do we. Get your weekend political fix with The Weekend Answer with Garrett Fay and Jim Rickheimer, Sunday. 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on AM 870. The answer. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up, heard each and every Saturday evening at 8, where hosts Antonio Delgado, Carl Kozlowski, and Ron Pearson, along with their guests, take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now, your hosts, Antonio, Carl, and Ron. Okay, welcome back to Man Up. Man Up! From the luxurious studios of... KRLA AM870, The Answer, in Los Angeles. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Carl the Girth Kozlowski. <laughs> Antonio the Degenerate Delgado, finally out of house arrest. <laughs> and Ronald the Mirthful Married Man Pearson. All right, and we're <laughs> delighted to be introducing our guest of the week here. Uh, he is a Tony-nominated singer and actor who took the world by storm with, with over 1,200 performances, I believe, right? Wow. Or, yes. Yes. Of, um, of moving out on Broadway. I might have that number mixed up with another person, but he did a lot of them. And uh, he also now travels the world, doing continuing to do the songs of Billy Joel as well as Elton John. He recently played with the Pasadena Pops, uh, a night of Elton's greatest hits. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Cavanaugh. Yay! Yay! Thanks for coming, hey, Michael. Guys. How's it going? Great to be here. How, how, many, how many shows and how many years did you do of moving out? I might have got you mixed up for a split second. We had the Jersey Boys guy a couple weeks back, and I know he did 1,200 over three. He was 1,200 over three. I read his. Yeah. yeah. How, oh, I, was about, I was right about in 1,000. Right about wow. 1,000. And I wow. did it uh, 
I did it for, uh, well, if you include our pre-Broadway run, it was three and a half years. On Broadway, it was like three years, three months. And I did I did six shows a week, and my understudy, Wade Preston, would do some of the matinees because I sang every song in the show. Wow. So I How sang did over, that... over two dozen songs. It was it was quite a hefty gig. It was great. Yeah. How did that work on your voice, Michael? Uh, I worked hard. It, it was a it was the toughest thing I've ever done. There's wow. no doubt about it. And uh, pretty much every day, my my goal every day was to get myself warmed up for the show, and it. You know, when you perform on Broadway and it's six days a week, that's that's pretty much the way it is. I mean, the dancers, they would wake up every morning, and we would joke. They would say that they were crippled, and I would say that I was mute. <laughs> and, and so, somehow, by showtime, we would get it all together, and we'd be ready to go. And you didn't and look crippled, and you didn't sound mute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. You know what? I... I, I'm not in this industry. What what does that do to you? Doing the same, I don't know if it's the same show, but to having such a routine down with with these group of people, all of you doing the same thing. How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep things exciting? Or you, does it even matter? <laughs> well, no, it, does, it, it it absolutely does matter. I mean, it, it's it's a you know it's a mindset. So if, if I look at it from my point of view, I'm sitting I'm sitting at the same piano every night, and when this light goes off. I play this song, and when this dancer makes this move, I play this song. If I think of it that way, then I would probably go crazy. But if I think of it the way the audience sees it, to where there's always people seeing it for the first time, and if I see it through their eyes, then it's it's fresh every night, and it's exciting every night. You know, that's that's as performers, that's what we need to do. That's what Ma- they deserve. Michael, I do. I'm a comedian, and I do tons of stand up, and really? I also do audience warm. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> The lawyer said that. He really has no idea. I'm glad you chose the word jerk this time. <laughs> yes. Anyway. I said a worse word earlier in the show, yeah. Michael. Anyway, we go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do these audience warm-ups for sitcoms, and, and I can be on with the same audience four hours, five hours, six hours, seven hours of the same audience. Oh. And so wow. <clears throat> when I'm at home, in the when I'm doing that four nights a week, uh, like I did last season, I'm not talking during the day. I'm writing notes for my kids or whispering to my wife and kids and just trying to keep things down. So I totally get how that goes. And I actually, early in my career, had years where I would do six and seven and eight shows a day when I was in my 20s. Those were only 30-minute shows, but there was no miking. It was just yelling for 30 or 40 minutes. And and uh, so I totally get what that's about, um, yeah. but I'm I'm always impressed with someone else because I look at us, uh, me and I'm counting you in that as like the ultra marathon runners of of show business where you're really it's not sprinters you're you're going in for the long run and and giving it all your all your go and and the rest of your day really has to do you you plan it around that night my body would actually yeah. shut myself down hours before the show i would go i have no energy so i'm just going to sit here and and then by showtime i'd be so alive do you have the same sensations uh you know i would definitely have moment i would definitely Back then, I was I would take naps during the day because I would get up oh, early because I you know kids. I would I would take a pretty good nap. I would chill and then I would start start the coffee. I would start pounding the coffee pretty hard and then I would then I would pound the water because, it, because the, the coffee dries you out. You know? Hashtag so Red Bull. Was, <laughs> yeah, or you know what? Back then it was Red Bull's hard on your you throat know, though. The one thing I did that I don't recommend anybody is, is I 
got this big star. Heroin? That's not good. I, I would not go that away. route. <laughs> that was a, that's, I don't recommend that for anyone. And now, now, I, now I'm as thin as I was. Actually, I'm in better shape than when I got the gig. But for some reason, when I was at the height of that show, I put on a whole bunch of weight. That's, 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 wow. That was dumb. Why do you that think that dumb. happened? <laughs> Uh, why did that happen? Well, the food in New York is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I did a one man show. I did a one man show for two years in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was you know so it's an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm not actually from Tulsa. Tulsa. My manager lives in Tulsa. Are you serious? I'm sorry, that, oh, that's awesome. Everyone knows all the great managers come from Tulsa. There you go. There you go. Wow. Honestly, that was one of the highlights of my career doing that show because to me, I wrote the show, I directed the show, I starred in the show, and it was all my talents put into one show at once. And it felt, cool. it honestly was so fulfilling as an artist to, to go out and have people just like get to their feet at the end of it and go, oh, I totally get it. But at the beginning yeah, of the show, good. what you're saying is, uh, it was really hard for me to get through the hour and a half. But a month in, I was, I was more conscious about my health and my endurance and, and being in shape. And after that, it was really easy for the rest of the run. But that first month and a half was tough, tough. Yeah, yeah, I've, I, you know, the last uh, 10 years or so, I, I'd say seven years, I've gotten pretty serious about what I eat and what I do. And, a lot of know, rabbit? I, I, <laughs> yeah, so, some, people, some people call me a health nut. I, I think ju I'm just a nut, you know. I don't do everything right, but, you know, I take it pretty seriously. The older I get, man, the more older we get, the more we got to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Agree. Well, what, so um, I want to make sure that we uh, cover what I think is the most incredible part of your story, um, how you were working, because I've interviewed you a couple times over the years, and uh, you were working in Vegas at a piano bar. And mm -hmm. share with people what happened the night that you learned your What your casino was, was that piano bar in? Uh, the New York, New York Hotel and Casino. Oh, uh, my gosh. The bar's been there now for probably 20 years. Yeah, I, I, I might have come to watch you there way back. That's crazy because I used to work with yeah, George Wallace there. and I used to work all the casinos. And I remember going to there several times. So, I, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. Yes. Keep going. Yeah, I was there. I was there five, six nights a week uh, for, from 99 to the middle of 2002. You know, wow. And, and, I got to know somebody that knew somebody that knew Billy Joel. Literally, it was Billy Joel. <laughs> you know, so... Was so, it Kevin Bacon? Yeah, was you it Kevin Bacon? You stole my <laughs> joke, you. Son of a... Manager, Max Lubier, who's still a really good friend of mine. Okay. And Max and I... Max came to Vegas, and he, and he came to, her, to hear me, and we got along great. And he, he's like, you know... Uh, he wanted to help me. He wanted to, and then we even, and I never played craps. We went to a craps table after. I love craps. won a bunch of money, and everything was going great. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, we're going to be friends. So a couple months after that, <laughs> Billy was coming into town for a concert. Right. And Max decided to surprise me, called me right as I was about to leave for work, and he mm -hmm. said, hey, just so you know, I'm bringing, I'm bringing Billy to hear you in the piano bar tonight. And I was what? freaking out. Right. Like, trying, trying not to have a heart attack. 
And then I was wondering, is it really going to happen? They're not going to show. But but it, but I'm preparing myself as if they're going to show, and I'm driving 100 miles an hour to get there. <laughs> which so is legal in calling. Vegas, by the way. It's legal. Which is, which is illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. No, it's legal. Sure I'm, I'm saying it's I'm legal. Sure, Everything's yeah. legal in Vegas. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh well, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's not legal. <laughs> okay. They, they, they might they might look over some things here, but uh, you know, not not officially legal. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving there, and you know, and. I, I'm arranging security, and I'm just completely freaking out. And I'm told to go to the back of the casino, and he pulls up in this van, and he gets out. And, <laughs> a van? Uh, he's walking towards me, you know, and, and I shake his hand, and I, I totally, I couldn't speak. I was like, you know. <laughs> I'm like Antonio in the first half of the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's like, hey, you Mike, nice to meet you, relax. You know, and so I... You know, I started to relax because he was, I could just tell right away he was a very down-to-earth, just a cool guy. And we're walking towards the piano bar. He, he had no idea what this place was like. He didn't know if we were going to be playing <clears throat> Beethoven or Ragtime. So he's asking me questions, you know, and I'm, because, you know, Max, his manager, kind of had to talk him into going here. He said, yeah. I said, do it as a favor. Yeah. So we're walking in, and, uh, you know, we, the place was waiting for him to walk in because we had to clear the best table. We thought, you know, we kept the secret. The secret was not kept. So we walk in next to each other, and the place just starts erupting. And you can imagine well, that helps. it was packed because it, that, that bar is packed every night. Yes, it was always and, packed uh, when I went in. So I've known him now for about a minute, and I lean over to him. <laughs> and say, I just think, you know, they're not screaming for you. They're screaming for me. <laughs> and he laughed. He laughed. And we got along great. And I sat at the piano, and he was sitting seven feet away from me, and I was trying not to lose it, and I didn't want to play any Bill, any Billy Joel music in front of Billy Joel, so I started playing Elton John. <laughs> like and then he requested for me to play some Jerry Lee Lewis. I played some Jerry Lee Lewis, Ooh. and I was, playing with my, I was playing with my feet and jumping on the piano and playing wow. with my rear end, and he loved it. He loved it. And then, you know, it's a, it's a dueling piano bar, so there's two pianos up against yeah. each other. For yeah. people I feel sorry for the other guy. Have, but, <laughs> yeah. So by the end of my set, Max comes up to me and says, hey, do you want Billy to come up and jam? I'm like, yes! Oh, my and, God. Uh, of course. Of so course. So we got on the other piano, and that first night we met, we were jamming Beatles and Elvis songs together. It was That's wow. wow. What's the first song you played of his for him? <laughs> the only song I played of his for him that night was Piano Man. The place was screaming for it. Of I'm course. Like, I'm going to wait. I'm like, nope, 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 I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I look over to him, I corner my eye, and he says, ah, go ahead. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Piano Man, and the first thing he noticed is my wife was standing a few feet from him. Yeah. And she, she met him. And, uh, you know, when I do the harmonica thing, I don't, I don't use that, whatever that thing that goes over his head that him and Neil Young and, and Bob Dylan use. Yeah. I, I, I tried using that thing, and I feel like Frankenstein when I use it. So I've always <laughs> just picked up the harmonica. I stick it in my mouth. And from the piano bar, that's the way I've always done it. And I right. block out parts with my tongue, and it works. So the first thing he does, he looks at my wife and says, how's he doing it without the thing? He the thing. <laughs> wow. And, it, and it's actually really easy, i got to tell you. Like, I know two songs on harmonica. I know <laughs> Piano Man, and I know Oh Susanna. Those are the two songs. <laughs> <laughs> People think I'm a harmonica player, you know. But anyway, so I, I do this, and I could do a show where I play, you know, five different instruments, and I'm singing all these songs, and more, they're more impressed with the harmonica thing than anything. So, <laughs> wow. anyway, when, when I'm good night, at the juice when harp. Night happened, so. <laughs> uh, I had no idea there was a Broadway show in the works, but there was one in the works, and it was a couple months after that. 
once they decided they wanted to have a piano man character yeah. and have one person sing all the songs, yeah. uh, Billy thought I would be a great guy for it, and it kind of went from there. And it was, so it was unbelievable. How is your voice? Your voice must be amazing. Well, you know, that's nice of you to say it. It's gotten me this far. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you I mean because you also do the Elton John show, which is yeah, like Elton is my Pasadena and it was a record crowd. It was unbelievable. Was it really? Wow. That's great. I'm such yeah. a huge that's fan of, of Elton story, John yeah. as well as 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 well as as the other, but I mean that Elton John to me when I was a kid was was it. Like what's your favorite album of Elton John? Well, it's pretty hard to argue with Goodbye Elbow Road. Come on now! Pretty I love you. I already knew I loved you, but now I love you more. <laughs> pretty, have you seen the documentary of the making of that album? No, I did not. I did not. It's like a house or it's like a really big mansion of a house, and it had the studio in the house. And literally, <laughs> they would get up in the morning, they'd be having breakfast. You know, Elton would be eating his cereal, whatever, and they would hand him the lyrics that Bernie Topin wrote. He would look over him while he's eating his breakfast. He would get the tune in his head, walk over to the piano, and he would literally start going like this. You know, I don't know if you can hear that. Or not. Yes, you yes, can. Right. Keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, so he would write the song right after breakfast. They would record it that day, and that's how all those songs happened. Oh. You know, Kennel in the Wind, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. They wow. literally were written at breakfast and recorded that day. Wow. That's amazing. That's what I love the most. Yeah, so the, oh, so go ahead. Sorry. What? No, I'm sorry. I'm just saying the. The Making of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It's a great documentary. You should watch it. Where, so, where can one find that? Do you know, do you know offhand? It's I've in a record it. store. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It's a very no, popular no, album, I'm talking Carl. about the documentary, Ron. <laughs> I was joking, Carl. I'm pretty, <laughs> sure on, I'm pretty sure you can rent it on iTunes. Okay, I think you can it. rent it on Amazon. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. It used to be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You can definitely find it. Huh. You want to cool. hear a crazy story? When I was in the fourth sure. grade... Goodbye, Olympic Road. I had to get it. So I was going to buy it. And then this other kid in my class who was a year older than me uh, wanted to be uh, like uh, the big savior. And he goes, oh, my sister's dating Elton John. So when he comes to town, I'll get a copy of it and give it to you. So I didn't buy the album for a year because he kept telling me his sister was dating Elton John. Well, <laughs> so, you know, some things don't work out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for more reasons than you <laughs> might imagine. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. I, kinda, I was thinking that too. <laughs> so, hey, hey, funeral for a friend. Talk about it. You're such a great pianist. Like that's so it, hard. It, like yeah. you, you learned the piano, and you could you can hear songs and play them without studying them. Is that correct? Yeah, that's kind of the only way I learn them. Yeah, oh, wow. uh, that's amazing. I, I took a few piano lessons as a kid. And I, I just knew right away that my ears were so much faster than my eyes. Wow. So I, I never really stuck to reading music. And, you know, and I, I perform with symphonies now, you know. So sometimes the conductor or the concertmaster will come up to me with their sheet music and, and say, does this look right to you? I'm like, dang if I know. I mean, I know, I know, I mean, I do, I do know it. I do know theory, but I'm a terrible sight reader. I'm like, just let me hear it once or twice and I, I can play it for you. I'm so impressed with that, brother. Your God has blessed you with a talent and obviously you're using it for good things. Uh, Funeral for a Friend is one of my favorite Elton John songs of all time. There's no lyrics oh, yeah. to it. It's just all piano. What's, do you ever play that in a show? 
We do. We do Funeral for a Friend, Love, Lies, Bleeding uh, with the symphony, and it's, yes. it's amazing. Yes, wow. so Funeral for a Friend Even bleeds into the, the, song, the other we, song. We have, we have the symphony play the whole intro of Funeral for a Friend by themselves, oh. which is it's amazing because, you know, it's very classical sounding. And, yes. and you know, back in the day, the synthesizers were so new, and it was such a cool thing. Yeah. But when you hear it with the symphony, Ooh. it really... It really brings it to life. You know, you know what I bet would just lay you out. Have you ever been forced to play, or ever had to play uh, "Funeral for a Friend" back to back in either direction with uh, uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant? I mean, that would be like your arms would drop off. I would imagine. Well, it, that's funny. <laughs> you know, we've, we've done them. I think we've done them in the same show before. I don't know for sure, Dang. but oh. honestly, those. I mean, that's what I say. I, I, I say, you know, Funeral Friend, Love, Lives, Bidding, that's kind of like Elton John's Saints from Italian Restaurant. Right. It's like a masterpiece <laughs> right. of these different songs that are put together because Saints from Italian Restaurant was originally two or three different songs that wound up becoming one. Mm. And, uh, you know, those songs, songs like that, I never get tired of playing those. Ever. So, so how, did, how did the show that you got nominated for a Tony for, Moving Out, because you hear moving out, and if I was to name my show, I would have named it Piano Man, and it would go, that's Billy Joel's thing. Moving Out mm-hmm. is a great mm-hmm. Billy Joel song, but it's not what I, you know, I don't instantly think Billy Joel when I hear it. How did it get that title? Do right. you have any idea? Well, yeah, I know exactly, because when I first started working on the show, there was not a title for the show yet. Oh, and wow. They called it, so the, the show... Uh, was Twyla Tharp's baby. Twyla Tharp was the choreographer, and she was the director of the show, and she uh-huh. actually came up with the storyline, which used all of Billy Joel's characters. It used Brenda and Eddie from St. Tine Restaurant. It right. used Anthony, who works at the grocery store. It used <laughs> these characters, and she made a really cool story out of it. So for the longest time, when we were in a workshop, they called it the Thole Project, T-H-O-E-L. You know, just put the two names together. Yeah. And they're... And I think for a while they were thinking about calling it Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, which I think would have been a, a really great name, but they thought it was too too long of a name. So I think they just wanted something eventually that would stick and something that would be short and sweet, so they came up with, with moving out, and that's that's what it was. And I wouldn't say that is that title wasn't picked because that song is the best story. Right. I mean, really, the... The most important song in the show is Scenes from the Italian Restaurant, in my opinion. That's yeah, the most yeah. Song However, really Piano Man would have made you $8 million more. So, But anyway. <laughs> well, you, you know what? Trust me, Piano Man wasn't even in the show. Wow. Piano Man, wow. Our, our, our encore was New York State of Mind, which is great, too. That's a great song. I fought for, I fought for Piano Man being in the show, and oh. I lost. Well, it, so, so what's your favorite song of each person to play? Well, I got to tell you, we, we already talked about a couple of them. So I, I love performing, uh, you know, Funeral for a Friend, Love Lies Bleeding. Yep. And I love performing Seats with Italian Restaurant. I also love performing Angry Young Man by Billy Joel. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's got oh, a very, yeah, very yeah. fast yeah. piano part in it. And I love performing Honky Cat by Elton John. Ah! That's like a very extended, <laughs> a very extended uh, piano solo on that one. Nice. But there's so many. There's so many. Nice. You know, they both influenced me. Very much as writers, as singers, and as piano players, they're they're, they're kind of different piano players. Uh, but you know, Elton actually has a little more of that honky tonk, you know, the yeah, type of thing, you know, where, yeah. where Billy really has uh, kind of a the, the classical thing, you know. So it's, <laughs> right. 
you put them together and it's just, it's just, you know, when they toured together, it was like the greatest thing ever. That's awesome. They well, should do it again. Did you, I'm not sure there's enough money in the world, but they should do it again. Did you, do you have an impression of either one of them, uh, the, you know, like what they're like off stage? Um, I'm sure people wonder. <laughs> well, Billy is, Billy is very low key backstage. Billy is walking around where, where he's accessible, where, you know, he's, He's, he's like a typical guy walking around backstage, and he's just normal. And Elton is, is more reserved and off to himself. Huh. You know, I've only met Elton one time. He was very nice to me. He knew that I was, you know, uh, in Billy's show. Elton is more to himself, so I don't know as much about Elton backstage <laughs> first, uh, as first, I do Billy, because Billy just kind of hangs out. First time in history anyone have ever said Elton John is reserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. So, so maybe reserved is the, is the wrong word. No, no, kinda, I, you know, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. I totally understand. I, I got to uh, meet him <laughs> for a split second once uh, after Nomeo and Juliet, his cartoon. He liked a question I asked at the press day, and they led me down to his, his uh, suite, and I, they opened the door. They're like I, I didn't know what was going to happen. They're just like, "Oh, we need you to follow us." They opened the door. Uh, Sir Elton John, and there he is sitting in this giant throne that they think the <laughs> hotel had specially provided yeah. for him. It was incredible. I've seen I've seen some <laughs> some like pillars backstage oh and my God. some yeah some you know unique outfits. <laughs> but he was nice. You know what can I say? I love Super his music. Nice. I love. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wish he was still. I mean, I know this is his last tour. Supposedly, yeah. I hope. I hope he goes out again because I, I love his stuff. Man. Yeah, but hey, we're he running out of forever. You know, I mean, Billy. The first time Billy Joel said he wasn't going to tour anymore was back in '94. So exactly. You know, and Billy's still out there doing it. I mean, he. He. I think last summer he sold out uh, Dodger Stadium, and he still. He just did um, Fenway Park. And, yeah, but he was playing baseball in both of those, and he was very good, by the way. <laughs> wasn't even cricket. However, if <laughs> Kavanaugh, if you right. were to do in the future, what what do you project for your future? What If you could pick anything that would be your ultimate goal, what would you do? Well, you know, i got to tell you, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my life, I will tell you, because I, I get applause the applause for that, on. by the way. Not many people can say that. Yeah. That's honestly yeah. good for you. Well thank you. Yeah. Good I, for you. You know, I get to perform on these amazing stages. I mean the first time I ever performed with the symphony was at Carnegie Hall. What? Wow. So, what, what, what? what a way to get broken in, you know. So I feel like I found a sweet spot because I get treated with all the respect and I get treated like someone who is a household name even though I'm not and you know, and and, uh, and but at the same time, you know, I can go to the gas station in my pajamas and get away with it. <laughs> hey, God That's has his hand on you, man. Proud of you. Way to go. Hey, we yeah. got to wrap it up. So, where where can people find out more about your tour dates and things like that? Do you have a website? I do. It's just my name, MichaelCavanaugh.com, and you know, and and uh, it is spelled with a C. And you know, a lot of people uh, after the. They assume it's a K because they saw it with a K so much, but it's C-A-V-A-N-A-U-G-H dot com, and I'm going to be all over the place. Awesome. All over the place, doing the music of Billy Joel, doing the music of Elton John. I mixed some of my original material in there. Can't wait to see you. get in there. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, man. You should have a great time. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, we got to let you go, but, uh, you know, blessings upon you and everything you're doing, man. Yeah, blessings Thank for you sure. so much, guys. Great to meet you guys. Yeah, All right, hey, folks. Take care, Michael. Okay, Take well, care. folks, Bye. we got to say, uh, wrap it up here. 
Uh, next week, we believe we're having another piano man, Ben Folds. So uh, next time, this has been Man Up. Man Up. Man Up, baby. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.